Colonel, there it is. I see it. Okay, man, you up for this? Yes, sir. Viper Command, he's over the target area. Please advise, over. Sandman, Viper Command. We have final clearance. Do not deviate, over. Guys, I'm talking to the pilots coming toward us in the bomber. I know what you're about to do doesn't come easy to you. But what I've been telling you is the truth, so help me God. You will release that weapon on time and on target. Whatever you do in the next 30 seconds will be your testimony to life. Sandman, Viper Command, you people know what's riding on this. Please. Try to remain calm. Okay, guys, no more words. But we're not moving from your path. Do you hear us? I said we're not moving from your path. I've never seen anything like this. I swear to God, I've never seen anything like this. Sandman, Viper Command. I don't care if you have to fly through those bastards. This is what you've been trained for. Hold your course and drop. Over. You'll have to take us out with you. We're not moving. We're not moving! dropping it. Did you wash your hands with soap? Did you dry them? Boy, that escalated quickly. What the hell? Was that because of us? I don't know, I mean, it started off super positive, then it just got crazy. Come on, all right, everybody. That's what I'm talking about, guys. We've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to just keep our composure. Welcome back. It's the Zero to 100 podcast, the triumphant return. This is what I'm calling our season two premiere. We had 32 episodes, uh, which started in March of 2019. And um, the last episode, I would say, was actually January uh, earlier this year. So I took a break, um, decided to retool and take some time away and build up what I was going to do and what the episodes coming up were going to be about. Um, And then in the midst of all of that, (laughs) we've been hit with a global 
pandemic. So, of course, the first episode back is we're talking coronavirus. And the main thing that I really want to do is just dispel a lot of the myths. And because there's so much information out there, and especially in this day and age, in this social media driven society, it's very easy to find false information or fake information um, about the coronavirus or COVID-19 that uh, began in Wuhan, China. And so I really, it was driving me absolutely nuts, especially in terms of people's reaction to the news or information as it was coming. And I had like I, my, my mindset and mood on everything, even my viewpoint on, on some things has definitely shifted from when it began to where we are now, which, uh, you know, it seems to change every single day like before uh like at the time when i recorded the episode was like right at the moment where um a lot of the recommendations were were for people to just stay away from large gatherings and stay out of you keep social distances and don't go to large groups and it was like a lot of states were closing things and it was saying oh you know no group bigger than 500 then it dropped to no group bigger than 250 and in fact as of today which is uh, march 16th 2020 uh, monday the cdc came out and was saying they don't want groups larger than 50 and then it's so it's like there's so much information it seems to be changing at a rapid pace i just wanted to get some clear cut facts and some tips on what you can do during this time period because it's going to be like this for a while and you know it it would be very easy for people to go crazy but there's no reason to do that and so just also uh i wanted to talk to some actual like uh health uh health officials um so i have two actually i have three guests that are, are joining me in this episode i have my cousin who's a doctor and administrator at a um a, a clinic with a surgical um, facility on on uh, site as well and so she comes on and, and we talk about it and she answers some questions and then also i'm joined by frequent guest and my friend christina and her girlfriend uh lynette her department and what she actually does is she works with infectious diseases so she has a lot of great information and we had a really good discussion and conversation. I had a lot of questions for, for all of them um, because also Christina and Lynette just came back from Puerto Rico. Um, so it, it was it's a huge episode. It's big. I got a lot of information and I'm going to jump in and out because I've actually cut it up because it's two different separate conversations I had with them. But I wanted to not just run it straight through. So I kind of cut it up and that way you don't get too bored or anything like that so um this is again a lengthy episode but it's very informative it's very fun as i typically do even though it's a serious subject we have some fun with it and i hope you guys enjoy it i hope you guys learn something i hope you guys calm some of your fears if you have some and um also uh i will come back at the end and talk about what's coming up for the zero to 100 podcast so thanks for coming back hope you guys enjoyed it the zero to 100 podcast is back and this first portion is my conversation with uh, my cousin dr ebony hope you guys enjoy it zero to 100 podcast episode 33 
So this is the Zero to 100 podcast. We're back, and I am joined by a very special guest. I have my cousin and Dr. Ebony on, and she is actually an administrator at a hospital in uh, it's Indianapolis, right, Eb? Mm-hmm. Yep, so I just wanted to have her on because we have a lot to talk about, uh, especially with us being in the midst of a pandemic. And so we wanted to get some clear answers from a healthcare professional, a doctor, and dispel some of the myths and get people real information so you don't have to be freaking out like the idiots who are tearing up grocery stores and shopping centers for toilet paper. So stupid. <laughs> so, so, yeah. thanks for joining me, Ebony. No problem. So first I was, uh, like when you first called in, I was asking you, like, um, or I was saying your days are pretty hectic. So what is going on at your hospital in particular? So it's not a hospital. It's actually a multi-specialty practice, but we do have a surgery center. Oh, okay. part of it. Yeah, but um, so the hospital setting is a little different. That's why I wanted to clarify. Oh, okay. Um, For us, we... Um, just like every other um, company, healthcare or not, have a lot of employees that are beginning to get concerned and um, that are like, are we still seeing patients? And I'm like, of course we're still seeing patients. Like, guys, <laughs> this is what we do. Um, you know, and every day, you know, there's an update. So like you said, it went from you know, an epidemic to a pandemic, um, which means that there are different public health concerns and the immediate um, the immediate plan of action, of course, of action for any health facility is to do their part to try to um, stop the spread. Mm-hmm. So we're doing things like we send out text messages the day before a patient appointment, um, one and two days before it says like, you know, if you're experiencing cough fever or have traveled internationally, please contact us to reschedule your appointment. Um, this week coming up, we're going to be offering um, patients the option to do telehealth, telemedicine. So um, there's different HIPAA compliant platforms where you can view patients through a video um, and, and try to, you know, have your and things like that. Um, we're also going to try to uh, reschedule some like annual physicals and things like that, things that aren't urgent where it's not an acute problem. Um, because most people that do have it um, are not symptomatic for the first like two to 14 days. So that's one of the ways that it's spreading. And then in a lot of people, it's very mild and it's allergy season. So, you know, people being able to tell whether or not they have it, it's kind of like the flu, right? We have Tamiflu. Where if you take that in the first 72 hours of you showing symptoms, then it can shorten the duration of the illness. Mm-hmm. And most people don't admit to themselves that they have the flu until like day five. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of similar. So we're doing our part, of course. And then when patients come in, we do have a screening questionnaire that asks, have you traveled and things like that. And then we have a protocol that if patients exhibit, you know, signs, symptoms, um, that then we have to isolate them. And every state has a different health board that they have to report to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why you hear in the news like a reported case or someone tested positive because every health organization has certain protocols that they need to follow in order to get accurate data, like, you know, by the day and, and by the hour and things like that. But, of course, it's going to be behind because, you know, somebody really wants to come in and uh, get their birth control or they really want to, like, you know, they're going to say no, no, no. You know, so people admitting, people wanting to be able to travel, um, things like that. And then, like I said, people not recognizing it, that it that they may be showing signs and symptoms, um, you know, is, is contributing to the, the continued spread. So for us, it's just trying to stay ahead and also now calm the fears of, like, our employees mm-hmm. and, um, you know, because employees don't want to feel devalued, like, okay, well, all you guys care about is money, and so we need to come in regardless. But it's, it's really not cause for panic. Like, I'm actually very, very surprised at how quickly, like, organizations were closing and things like that. I mm-hmm. actually was very surprised by that. Um, I was like, wow, that seems like an overreaction, especially, like, like different outpatient clinics and things like that, like ours. I thought, you know, wow, that is dramatic. So is is your like facility still open? Yeah, we're still open. We don't. We're not closed. Um, we just are gonna this week start offering the option for telehealth for those who who want that option, um, and then trying to reschedule, like I said, the annual exam so that we reduce foot traffic into the clinic. But yeah, we're still open. We're still seeing patients. Okay. So, do you think, like, for example, the practices that's going on for like at least the next couple of weeks like the um nba suspending um like pretty much every sports organization is like postponed or canceled their their events like march madness is canceled which really bums me out um but like my job for example uh advised me to work from home until further notice like i'm supposed to be working from home and and not going into the office for at least the next couple of weeks. Do you think that that's an overreaction or an underreaction or just where it should be? You know, it's hard to say. Um, I think that that being the case continues to lend um, to the hysteria and the fear. Mm -hmm. But And we really haven't, to my knowledge, had... Um, this experience in this country, you know, with the other outbreaks, even the other coronavirus outbreaks, when we had SARS and MERS, which are both, you know, coronaviruses, mm-hmm. um, it didn't really, we only had, I don't even know if there were reported cases in America, you know, so in Asia, it usually is. Um, and uh, it's because of the animal, something with the animal and the livestock they have and the way they farm or something that they are more susceptible to these illnesses. Um, so I think that it's uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and I think that, you know, public health wise, the correct action is to try to stop the spread as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And so if people are told to work from home and that this is what we're doing, um, then that will cause people to try to reconsider even their social um, behaviors and things like that. Like if we just said, oh, you know, 
we're giving you a week off without pay or a week off with pay, let's just say. Mm -hmm. um, I think that people still use that as an advantage of like, you know, getting together, which would still lend itself, you know, to, mm -hmm. to but I think things shutting down makes people say, okay, I'm going to try to limit contact and I'm going to try to limit the spread because I understand this is a real thing. But then I think, like you said, it just lends to the hysteria of it all and the way that the media reports on it. Like, I'm, like you know, when they say things like so-and-so tested positive, mm -hmm. I'm like, it's not HIV, my God. Um, you know, they just say so-and-so has the flu mm -hmm. or so-and-so has pneumonia whenever it's like an illness like that. But like this whole, the, the phrasing of it and like it's spreading faster. It's like it's just certain does seem like and it and coronavirus is not something we've heard before right mm -hmm. like we, we say the cold we don't say rhinovirus and um, we say the flu we don't necessarily say influenza you know mm -hmm. so just the fact that it's something that the public hasn't heard before um combined with the way that they're reporting it and then companies closing it like i said it's almost leading to a hysteria so i don't think it's an over an overreaction for companies to say let's work from home because there are, especially like in our family, um, people who, like, like we have an aunt for those who are listening mm -hmm. that has sarcoidosis. So she already has um, susceptibility respiratory, there's a respiratory system, mm -hmm. and she's immune compromised on top of that. So for her to catch this would probably be fatal, mm -hmm. uh, but or near fatal. But the overall fatality rate is like two percent. Yeah, and it's, I don't think that they're driving those points home as they're like, gosh, it's spreading. Stay safe, isolate, quarantine, social distancing, like all of these phrases that we're not mm -hmm. used to hearing about things like that. Um, just like I said, lend to hysteria. I think it's. I mean, from I, I've been watching a you know a lot in regards to it. Not too much because sometimes you just get tired. I just want to see something else, but. From my understanding of it, it's like the, especially when I was looking at um, the interviews with Dr. Fauci from NIH, and um, it, it's like they, they were using this term flatten the curve, like they're trying to flatten the curve, and the whole point of it was like, if they don't want it to spike all at once, and then like hospitals get overwhelmed for people that do have the more serious thing, because one of the things that I was going to ask you this later was like they were saying like if someone thinks they have it like first thing that you should do they say is call your primary care physician and let them know your symptoms and if it's mild the best practice is to actually stay home because there's you know it's if it's mild they want you to not rush to the hospital and overwhelm them and everything now if it's something serious where you really having trouble breathing and stuff like that then yes by all means you need to go to a hospital. But I, it's like, I guess their whole point was, was they were trying to flatten the curve. So it's like, as long as, because it's spreading so quickly and so rapidly, it's like, they're like, if we can slow the spread or at least have the numbers start to go down, because the thing that they don't want is like, for example, what's going on or what happened in Italy where they really weren't doing anything and then they really weren't taking it that seriously. And then, all of a sudden, it jumped from, like, a few hundred to, like, over 100,000. And 
and then it's like yeah, it's it is like because my attitude is it's funny because like I was telling Chalet before they closed all the stuff started to be shut down. My whole attitude on it was, this is stupid. Like people are overreacting. Like this, what's the big deal? Like the flu is more deadly, and, and so I was like I thought it was dumb. But then when they came out with the the CDC came out with their report. And it was showing that the rate of it is like 3.4%, the death rate. And then the actual flu death rate is like 0.01%. That's where the the concern comes in. But yes, it is more people that are elderly or people that have compromised immune systems and fall in that window. And so it is like the vast majority of people would survive it and can survive it. So it's not like this. It's not like Ebola where it had like a 50% death rate or um, I, I know SARS and MERS had something more, but it's like, I can understand people's like saying that, Oh, it's, it's over a reaction. But I also think, isn't it like the overreaction is kind of going to keep it from ballooning out of control. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there are more people within our, within the nation, within the world, that are susceptible than what we perceive as susceptible, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, like I said um, about our aunt, um, that's an obvious one, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, if it's, um, you know, someone that's over 60 that has diabetes, where it's controlled, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, but they do have called a comorbidity or or an illness or a chronic illness so you know 60 for the most part we see people that are 62 that we still work with every day that are in great health and Mm -hmm. you don't think of that as quote elderly but your body for science and medicine is considered that so i think exactly what you said it is appropriate to try to do your part not to not to catch it yourself Excuse me, General, you got a minute? Oh, there you are, Sam. Colonel Briggs has been looking for you. Colonel, take this man into custody. We're in deep building. The virus is aerosolized. What are you talking about? It's going airborne. So that was the first part of my conversation with uh, Ebony, and I really appreciate her coming on and sharing her knowledge and her thoughts in regards to everything that is going on. Um, Just like at the beginning of the episode, I actually started with a clip a pivotal uh, scene from the movie Outbreak, which I, uh, which came out back in the late '90s, I want to say. I have to double check it. I'll refresh it and confirm it at the end of the episode. Um, but I just wanted to use some of the clips from that movie because I watched it again this weekend with my wife Chalet because she had never seen it, and it's actually trending on Netflix right now because, of course, everybody's sitting at home, and when you're going through a pandemic, what would make you feel better than watching a movie about a deadly virus <laughs> could become a pandemic. But uh, that was a good movie, and I do highly recommend it. Even though if you think it's going to freak you out, don't worry. It's, you know, it's Hollywood. And actually revisiting it, when I saw it, it's I had different thoughts on it. And in fact, I'll share that at the end of the episode as well. So up next is my conversation with my friend Christina and her partner Lynette 
And um, we get, again, into all of this. In fact, especially because they just came back from Puerto Rico, I was very curious as to how their travel was and that experience and did they have any problems and how was it in Puerto Rico. So here is the conversation I had, the first part of the conversation I had with Christina and Lynette. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. So this is the Zero to 100 podcast after a brief hiatus. I'm back. We're back. I am joined right now by my good friend Christina and her partner, uh, Lynette, who is actually a med tech. How are you guys doing? Hey. We're pretty good. Very good. So you guys just came back from Puerto Rico. And with all that's going on, the first question I want to ask you guys actually is, how was traveling? Like, how was it in Puerto Rico? Was pe- Were people down there freaking out? Or was it really just like any other trip and it was just fun? Um, I'll say, you know, it was definitely fun. There were still plenty of tourists. I was actually kind of surprised by the influx of people. You know, as we were getting ready to leave, it was our last day. You still, feel, still see a lot of people coming in. You know, with their suitcases walking down the street. Um, so, you know, the tourism is still very popular. You know, it's still happening on the island. Um, you know, I, I didn't get that sense of panic when we did speak to a few locals. They did say that you could not find hand sanitizer on the island. Oh, wow. Well, that's no different um, than here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it, I, I guess I didn't get that sense of panic from what I've been seeing, I guess, on social media and from what we can see from the news reports while we were in Puerto Rico and just kind of this hysteria that's kind of happening here stateside. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that sense there. People were still going about their daily lives. Um, you would see some people with a glo- uh, gloves on or maybe a mask, but... You know, at no point in time, Christina and I went to the supermarket. There wasn't that sense of hysteria. It mm-hmm. was actually just full of tourists, you know, stocking up. It seemed like a lot of college kids on spring break and just young people traveling and, you know, getting groceries. Um, but nothing too crazy. But on the flip side, when we went um, into, we stayed in San Dulce. So when we went to San Juan, you know, um, and we had San Juan. Yeah, we went to Viejo San Juan, Old San Juan, and we went to a restaurant there. There, because, you know, the port, you can see the cruise ship come in. They seem to be taking a little more precaution. Mm-hmm. And to the restaurant, they served us plastic uh, cups. It was the uh, disposable silverware, you know, plastic silverware. Um, it wasn't like, you know, your metal knife and fork mm-hmm. or anything. Like that. It was just a lot of disposable stuff um, just for precautionary measures. Oh, okay. Yeah. And this is my second time. This is what we've, all, we've both been to Puerto Rico several times before. So um, the only difference I would say now and then was probably mostly attributed to the hurricane. Other than that, mm-hmm. it was kind of like this, this is as usual. Um, most of the stuff that we did, we did solo trips. Um, you know, we rented a, rented a car and, uh, we just, you know, we didn't hang around with any groups or anything like that. Um, the beach that we went to was kind of secluded, um, or private, whatever you want to describe it. So it wasn't a lot of people. I mean, we basically had the beach all to ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it was just, it was a fun trip. It was just 
um, just coming back, you know, our flight was canceled, and at the time we weren't given like a valid reason. Mm -hmm. It was just sort of like something with the crew. And then when we went uh, yesterday, the guy who handled who changed our ticket for us Friday, he was also there Saturday night, and he just said the crew didn't show up. There was no crew for that flight, and so they had to cancel. That so, is. So, we don't know why they didn't show up, but they just didn't show up. So, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. We can't confirm or deny that allegation. But nonetheless, you know, we got on our flight. A lot of people on the plane definitely had gloves on and and uh, masks on. Um, when we got to the plane, both our planes, you know, we had masks on. We mm -hmm. wiped everything down. We wiped the back of the seat, the chair. Um, the arms, even the stewardess was like, here, over here, this spot. Like, she was even telling us what other spots to do. Mm -hmm. um, so we really didn't have a problem. Uh, Lynette did cough while we were walking. <laughs> we, were, we were leaving Puerto Rico. We were in the airport. She choked on her saliva. And she was water. I saw water. And the guy, you should have seen him. He literally yeah. stopped, like, circled around her. And I'm looking at him because, you know, I've already seen videos of people getting, you know, crazy. And I'm psycho, so I'm like, I'm ready for somebody to say something to her. Like, I'm ready to fight <laughs> this point. So the way he was looking at her, I'm looking at him like, can I help you? Like, what's up? Do we have a problem here? That's... I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. It, it was wild. It's like you ever just watch a car just slowly veer off the road. Mm -hmm. Like, if they're just... That's what he was. He was walking in front of me, and it just, like, veered all the way That's like... <laughs> that's like... So when all of this stuff started going down... Me and my coworkers and Shalane, we had all been like joking or laughing about people's reactions to normal symptoms. Like my one coworker was like, she has allergies, and so when she was sniffling, people was she felt like everybody was staring at her. And Shalane had told me she was in the um, <laughs> she was in the eye doctor. She had took one of her clients there for an eye appointment, and she ended up sneezing. Like she snow sneezed into her um her coat. Like she pulled her coat open yeah. and like buried her face in her coat and sneezed and she said when she came up like everybody was staring at her like what's wrong with yes. you what's your deal <laughs> yes. like my allergies have been pretty gnarly this this winter season and um like i get a lot of like a lot of sinus so I coughing a little a little hacking definitely sneezing and sniffling and uh i'm scared of my own allergies because i'm like yo is it, it, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cough and sneeze and people think that I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> something. It, but then at the same time, I'm like, well, do I have it? You know, so I'm, I'm it's like, you're, I'm constantly aware of every time I cough or sneeze or sniffle. And I'm like, you know, is it, is this, is this, is this my normal or is this something different? You know, so it makes you it, it, hyper aware. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like we are hyper aware. That's like, um, yeah. You know, Paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Paranoid. Yeah. Cause it's I mean, it's when this first broke, like Shalea caught a um she had caught a cold last week. And you know, when you when you're married and you're in close proximity to somebody, like I, I automatically assumed I was gonna catch it. Like I just knew I was gonna catch the cold. And I did. And so like she had stayed out of work the rest of last week and then I had stayed out of work um well actually not last week, it was the week before. But I stayed out of work the first couple of days because I, you know, I caught the cold and I was like, I didn't want to go to work and people be staring at me like, oh, what's this guy's deal? But then it, it definitely makes you paranoid because I said to her, I remember like I was asking her, I was like, well, what was you doing last week? Where was you at? 
We'll do like, who was you in contact yeah. with? Because like we had okay. like we ain't gone anywhere. So, you know, and I was joking with people like all that weekend. I was joking like, Oh yeah, so they got the corona, she got that corona. And everybody was like Yeah, I wouldn't be joking about that. Anymore. Exactly. So <laughs> one we did have one moment where it was very awkward so i was out shooting some of the streets a pr and this guy he was drunk spotted me with my camera and he was like when he, was, he wasn't in our faces but he got close uh, personal space yeah not a thing yeah a personal space was not a thing and he was like shaking our hand and we were both looking at each other because i'm just like all right clearly he's just drunk mm-hmm. job that you have i have some questions for you just to clear up some misconceptions that are out there because like one of the issues in particular and i was talking about this with my cousin is that i feel like when you have something like this that goes on it is very easy for people who believe in like conspiracies and stuff like that to really take any false or bad information and run with it and go crazy. So with what you do with your job with working with infectious diseases and, and 
I just wanted to clear up some misconceptions. So, like, for example, my cousin was telling me how, you know, the coronavirus, this coronavirus, this isn't, like, it's not something brand new because it has existed before. Not this type, but, you know, I'll let you explain it because you can break it down much better than I could. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, as you know, your cousin said, the coronavirus has been around. And what it is with viruses in general, you know, they're always going to mutate. They're always evolving and changing. And then that's essentially what it is. You know, there are the, it's the family of the coronaviruses. But right now what we're dealing with is, in 2020, is COVID-19. Now, you know, you go back a few years, you had SARS, and then you had um, MERS, M-E-R-S. So those are different strains. They're all under the family of coronavirus. Um, but again, they're all just different strains, and that's what viruses do. You know, that's biology. That's kind of essentially how things work. And over time, you know, even with something as simple as the flu, right, every year they encourage you to get a flu shot. Mm-hmm. It's not like a one and done. Oh, you got your flu shot. You don't have to come back. You know, it's just viruses always tend to evolve, and that. You know, and that's what it is. And, you know, I always kind of explain to people it's something as simple as a flu shot. You know, you have to get it every year. Well, you know, no one ever tells you not to get it after you've already gotten it. No, because the viruses are always going to constantly evolve. They're going to change. And with that, you know, you're going to have to come up with new ways. And every year it's a new vaccine, in, you know, in this regard, to be able to combat the, um, you know, the illness. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, that's what it is. Cool. So let's get this. Let's like let's dispel this myth or rumor right now. Could this COVID nineteen? Could this version of the coronavirus be like a man made thing? Um. No. Uh, I've been reading a lot. Again, I've looked at a lot of um, peer reviewed journals. You know, scientific journals. I encourage people to do the same, go to the CDC, um, WHO, you know, all these organizations. Uh, You know, the theory is that it was man-made from a laboratory in Wuhan, China, Mm -hmm. the Wuhan province. But um, essentially, you know, what a lot of these viruses are, what happens is they originally originate in animals. Mm -hmm. And it is that these things are able to cross barriers between, you know, a, you know, you get the transmission from animals to humans. And that's essentially what it is. You know, um, at one point they linked some of the corona previous coronavirus strains to bats. I think at one point they were speculating with COVID-19. It would may have originated from the pangolin. That may have changed. You know, I, I, ha- I would have to look up on it. Mm-hmm. But they were... So it may have originated from the pangolin, which is an animal that can be um, it's almost like an anteater, and it can be found in uh, the continent of Africa, and I believe they also have it in Asia. And it's used, they use the scales for or, um, medicinal purposes, but they also eat the meat. So, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of goes back and forth, but essentially they're saying, you know, the transmission originated from an animal and then went over to a person. Then again, I saw maybe a fish market, but essentially, um, from what I gather from the virus, it. Nope. You still there? And then humans come into contact and get it. Okay. So, say that last part one more time, Lynette, because you kind of cut out for a second. Oh, sure. So I said, um, you know, uh, once humans tend to come into contact with animals, that's how the 
disease ends up kind of transferring now from animals over to humans. And, you know, not everyone practices good hygiene. Mm -hmm. Now we're all being hypervigilant. But at the time, you know, if you're messing with animals or cleaning a fish or whatever it is, because they do say it may have originated from fish or the fish market, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, at the time, I'm sure no one was thinking and whatever you wipe your nose or touch somebody. And then that's essentially kind of how it spreads. Yes. Like, so thank you, because that was definitely one of the rumors that was driving me crazy. And this is information that you guys, like, you know, for the listeners out there, you can get if you go to uh, the CDC website or the uh, World World Horf, excuse me, World Health Organization. Because, um, yeah, that, that was one of the things they were speculating that it was uh, from a, it was called a wet market in... Um, Wuhan, China, which is like, yes, yeah, it's, it's like a fish market. Like, mm-hmm. um, like that's where they, the theory is, they believe that's where it started. So I don't, like, I, <laughs> it drives me crazy because it's like you see it and you see people post about it or like there was a, um, a post that was going around because there was a, um, <laughs> there was a book uh, written by Dean Koontz um, back in the, I think it was 87 or whatever. And it just happened to have the name of uh, this man-made virus was called Wuhan 400 or something like that. And people say, people say, see, see. And I was like, dear God, I was was like, look, just stop it. I was like, please stop. There's been a few posts and a few people that I reached out to personally. And I was like, this post is, Wholly inaccurate. I know your intentions are good. You gotta delete this because this is how things get shared. Yeah. And it was some, it was something about that the virus lives in your throat for a few days. So if you gargle with warm water and salt, it eliminates. Oh the virus. yeah, yeah. So not true. Yes. When it comes to viruses, which is I kind of wanted to also just mention, or I wanted Lynette to mention, just how viruses work. Period. Because people think that. You know, by eating greens and salads, you're somehow um, immune to viruses. Yes. And that's how it works. You could be the most healthy person and get a virus, get sick and die. You could be an elderly person and survive, or vice versa. You know, it just all depends on a whole bunch of different things. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, so, that... Yeah, just to touch on what Christina is saying, you know, it's simple. You know, as I said earlier, these viruses are going to evolve. And they change over course. And with that, you know, it's new. It's hard for our bodies to adjust to that. And some people who are healthy can handle it a lot better. Um, But essentially, you know, it's important to kind of build up your immune system, you know, practice the good hand hygiene, you know, the the things that you should really be doing every day. And that one is a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah, not doing it with the pandemic. You know, it's definitely one of those, you know, it's definitely one of those things. Yeah, the viruses evolve over time, but, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, just practice good, healthy hygiene. Yes. and, and, you know, and, and everybody will do okay. Now, again, for those, as they say, you know, you have a compromised immune system or a weakened immune system, then, you know, it, it, you, it, you're at a higher risk. And, you know, and it's, again, important that if you know someone is in that position, it's important that you practice good hygiene so that you don't put them at risk. And, you know, I'm a big fan of air purifiers. I think everybody should have one in their house anyway. You know, regardless of it. But, you know, even now would be a good time 
to get yourself a good air purifier. You know, just practice good habits, mm-hmm. good cleanly habits. That's that's a great point because, like, when I was uh, talking to my cousin about it, and she's the um, administrator for a clinic, and she was just talking about how, um, like, even with the doctors that are and the employees that are in their clinic, like they they had certain equipment that they would have to start to put on um, that they weren't used to doing because they they weren't like regularly in surgeries anymore, and so it was like they just had to go back through that practice, but she was like, this is stuff that we should be doing regularly anyway, even when we're just dealing with people who have colds or flus. And so the good thing that I would say is coming out of this is that it is getting people to be practicing things the way that they should be. Like it boggles, it boggles my mind as to how people were going to the bathroom and not washing their hands. Like, like that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, I always, like, when I would witness it, whenever I would actually witness somebody, like I was in the bathroom, and I would see somebody use the bathroom and not wash their hands, I would immediately be like, gross, and I would immediately run around the office and tell everybody, hey, that dude don't wash his hands. Uh, You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've done the same thing, too. I've, I've seen women come out of the bathroom, and now I'm like, hey, are you, you know, they're about to walk out the door. I'm like, you're not going to wash your hands. You just use the bathroom. That's gross. I even tell some women that's nasty. Yeah. Here's, here's the kicker, though. Everybody's all washing their hands now because they're so afraid of this coronavirus. Let's see if they're going to be washing their hands six months from now when this thing finally dies down. You they, know what I mean? They got to. Now, when this thing dies down. Everybody's going to go back to your regular scheduling nasty program <laughs> it, it definitely you know it's so funny because even when i was like my cousin was saying how it makes her hyper vigilant like she was like most women she was saying are more hyper vigilant and mindful of things than men are anyway and i will say it definitely makes me more like when i think about like when i was going to my office there's this one door that is a um it's a handicapped door and where you can press a button and the door automatically opens or you wave your hand by this one part and the door automatically opens. And so I have found myself when I go to my office is I hit it with my my elbow or I hit it with like a closed fist to open the door as opposed to grabbing the handles anymore. And it's like I find myself being more mindful of where my hands are and stuff like that when I'm touching things but the things that you don't even think about like an atm keypad or like when you check it out at a grocery store and you you know touching the keypads there like how often do those things get cleaned and how often like how many hands yeah. touch it so it just makes you more mindful of it so lynette with your job being at the university of penn and especially with the position you have how has this like affected your work um, well, I do know um, our hours have definitely changed. Now, I've been away for a week, so during my time away, I know we were working on a validation, um, performing a validation test in order to detect the COVID-19 uh, virus. So um, I did check in with a co-worker while I was on vacation just to get an idea of a sense of what's really happening. And, you know, my and easy that my calls of concern are just like, all right, this is where I need to be coming back into the state. Um, 
So, yeah, you know, we, we do the testing. It's official. We're going live with it um, from what he told me. So, yeah, you know, for us, it's just like, okay, now it's a matter of potential exposure, you know, because mm-hmm. on the one hand, have the patients and, you know, these samples are being collected from them. But now for us and before we actually went live with the testing, this is something, you know, we did bring up. It's just like, okay, how do we move forward as the scientists, as the techs, handling these samples and being able to protect ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know, that was definitely a concern. Um, So we moved from, usually we have a a lab coat, like, you know, a real lab coat that we wear. And now when we do this testing, we've moved from um, that to wearing disposable lab coats. So now you wear it. For the day you know for your shift and then take it off throw it in the trash and you move forward with the new one every day and i mean aside from that you know it's um handling samples depends on how we're extracting them face shields but generally when we're testing them we're going to test them in um we open the sample inside of a bio safety cabinet a bio cabinet or a fume hood essentially and so what that does there's air that circulates in there and kind of pushes the sample, you know, it pushes the air up and then there's a glass that kind of comes down and essentially, you know, it's just enough for you to stick your hands in there and you have enough space to move around your hands and such, but you're not sticking your face inside of there. You know, there is a protective barrier. So we still have that. So we use our PPE, which is our protective, uh, you know, our equipment, uh, gloves, our lab coats and then face shields or goggles anything like that oh damn something wrong yeah there's no toilet paper in here i usually check but would you mind i can't i don't have it i don't have a square to spare i can't spare a square hey wait a minute i know you that's right honey and i know you That was a clip from uh, Seinfeld. And it was an episode where Elaine um, <laughs> asked the woman for uh, some toilet paper or a square of toilet paper, and the woman wouldn't give it to her, so she got her back by running into the bathroom and, <clears throat> excuse me, snatching up all the toilet paper. So it's fitting because uh, it's like the nutcases that are actually scarfing up all the toilet paper which just again it doesn't make any sense to me because if you simply get it as you need it you'll be okay it's not like they're not gonna restock it i just yeah i'm i'm confused by it like it's not saying that you're gonna be in the place for a year and they're not still making toilet paper they're still they're not still providing food like you know, me and my wife went out shopping this weekend and we um, got stuff and the very next day, or actually, I'm sorry, it was Saturday, we went out Saturday evening and it was like people was buying up all this stuff and then like Sunday we had went out to the grocery store and oh, look at that, lo and behold, there was actual stuff back on the shelves because trucks come overnight and they restock, so... There's no need for you to be going crazy. Anyway, 
uh, this next uh, is an- another portion of the conversation I had with my uh, cousin Ebony. Now, I didn't include her in the entire conversation we had. I'm actually going to put the rest of it in the uh, next episode. Um, but if I kept everything, this would have been a super, super long episode. This is a long episode, but I wanted to cut up cut a little bit out so this uh next part is actually uh, a little portion of further the conversation i had with my cousin ebony and then after that it's going to be the remaining conversation i had with uh, christina and lynette this is the zero to 100 podcast so that you then don't spread it um, Mm -hmm. without without knowing and i think like things that work right i think for the most part i think guys are like this too but women are like crazy about not touching the bathroom door. Right? <laughs> we know so many people don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom. So we are like just nuts about not touching the bathroom door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we won't touch like if it's a manual flush. Most most women will use their feet, and they are like, I'm not touching the actual handle. But then you touch the handle to go into the bathroom mm-hmm. or go out of the bathroom without thinking. Yeah. And if you have your purse, you hang it up on the back of the bathroom door. And, you know, so there's all these things. And then, like, you know, what about the building, the the, the, the entry way to the building? And so they'll say things like, okay, watch, you know, the elevator and the common space doors. But what if you had a pen that someone else used and they returned to you and you didn't even realize it? Or maybe mm-hmm. you weren't even at your desk when they grabbed you. So there's so many ways that we can spread germs amongst each other that we don't even consider or don't think about. And so I think that we're just not in that space of being quite that careful. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, you know, when you go in grocery stores now, a lot of times they have the sanitary wipes for you to wipe down the cart. But what about the ATM pad? Um, Oh, yeah. How often do we spray that? And I even have, like, thought about it, and I know that's a primary place for germs and stuff like that. So there's so many um, places and ways that, like, unless you're going to be constantly washing your hands out and wearing gloves and things like that, that, you know, you almost don't even think about it, you know. Um, so I don't think it's an overreaction, like I said, like you said, help contaminate it. I think the way that the information is being mm-hmm. shared is even just telling people to stay in the house, like you said, people are going out and buying up all this food mm-hmm. um, and, like, preparing to quarantine themselves. Like, I don't, I don't know that that's is necessary but okay um yeah. i mean that's the thing all right let's let's jump over to that because i do have something to say about that and i want to get your thoughts on that as well like <laughs> we were having this discussion about that at work because it was early where people was showing the like we me and chalet we went to um target because we were just going to get a regular re-amount of toilet paper because we were down to like a few rolls, and we're like, oh, let's just get some. And it's like, I'm going in there, and I heard about it, but I didn't think anything of it. And then, like, we get there, and it's like everything is gone except for like three rolls. And we're like, what the? Like, and so it's like, my mind was like, why are people stupid? Because even if you are gonna be self quarantined or you're gonna be quarantined for a while, you're not gonna be in there for a year. And why are you getting stuff to the extent for a year's worth as opposed to if you like because some people have toilet paper already at home 
and they're like, oh, we gotta get it. And it's like, one, if you just <laughs> get it as needed, you would be perfectly fine. And it's like, it just, it doesn't, the other thing where I'm confused is, this isn't like, why do you need toilet paper? I don't even understand. I'm like, I'm confused by it. Like, do you, it's like, are you getting toilet paper because they said that toilet paper is the cure for it? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, it's toilet paper, like you said, I have heard about it, but seeing it in reality and seeing that, like, you can't order it online and places are back up, I am a little confused about that as well. Um, and I think what happened was, like, it started off as a joke, and then people started being like, well, if everybody else is going crazy over toilet paper. I'm going to make sure we don't run out. And then it kind of, like, kept snowballing yes. that way. I think that's what happened with this whole toilet paper thing. Because even water um, isn't sold out that badly yeah. I mean yeah I don't know once again I want to thank my cousin Ebony for joining me we had a very good lengthy and uh, substantive uh, talk and so the remainder of that conversation will be included in the next episode of the 0 to 100 podcast and so now without uh, further ado wanted to get to the last portion of my conversation with Christina and Lynette and we kind of get into some of the things that um, people can do if they do suspect that they have corona and then also some of uh, their experience um, of what they've experienced uh, going out to (laughs) grocery stores and shopping and how they're preparing for this uh, what could be a lengthy period of people having to stay away from each other stay inside Um, this is the zero to 100 podcast okay so, in regards to to testing, and if this is like outside your purview or outside your your knowledge, this fine. Like, what should people be doing? Like, for example, if they think that they do have um, the coronavirus or COVID nineteen, like, should they immediately run to the hospital? Like, because you hear so many different reports on what the practice should be. Like, what would you? recommend or suggest that a person should do if they believe they could have the COVID-19? So I've definitely been away, like I said, on vacation. So, and that's the thing from before I left up until now, things just change. I want to say day to day to almost every hour because, you know, we're, there is no protocol essentially for this. So we're just going by what the CDC tells us, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, I definitely suggest, hey, you know, immediately if you feel something, take medicine. I don't think it's worth the risk mm-hmm. of, you know, like, oh, you know what, it'll die down. Because there's a chance it may not. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. do what you act on it immediately. If, you know, you have medicine within your grasp, take it. Mm-hmm. And just see, but, you know, uh, 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 as my daddy used to tell me, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can take something as simple as a cold medicine and realize, oh, that's all it was, and you can be done with it, great. Mm-hmm. But now, after you've taken that cold medicine and you kind of realize, um, yeah, I'm not feeling better, okay, that's when you really need to go ahead and take that next step. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure what 
the hospital protocol is right now because, you know, we could get a, a huge influx of patients coming in there. Um, and, again, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not trained physicians. So I'm not going to okay. talk about this yeah. Well, I would say, take medicine, and if you don't feel better, definitely, you know, go away. Yeah, don't wait. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's a lot of uh, some of the reports too. They're kind of they're not telling. Uh, they're not. They're reporting the numbers, but they're leaving a lot of information out. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. You no, know, if the patient was sick for for x amount of time, and they're not telling us if they were elderly or they had you know a compromised immune system. All they're just saying is this many cases and this one and this how many people died and i mm-hmm. think that's what's making people scared because they just don't have that information in between but if you're not feeling good call your doctor they'll they'll go through a whole list of things that what to look for um and if it's something that is concerning when you talk to your doctor they'll give you further instructions on on what to do but you definitely want to isolate yourself don't give it yeah. to anybody else <laughs> Yeah, like I was uh, when I was reading it or reading up on it, the the suggestion the last time I read was you would contact your primary care physician, let them know what's going on. And then they would advise you to if if you don't feel too bad, like isolate yourself. And I definitely agree with you, Lynette. Like, yeah, take something for it. Like, take, you know, there's different uh uh, medicines you can take if you know just this, this is another health tip because this is something i've done for years and my dad put me on to this um oil of oregano is a really good immune booster so what it is it's like a you can get it at a gnc or a health stores it's like you just take um like two or three drops you mix it in water or juice or whatever and you just drink it it helps boost your immune system um, and it, if like, cause typically if you have a cold or something like that it helps you get over it faster, it, it actually does work. I've, I swear by it. And, um, and, uh, recently my dad put me on to golden seal. Now I'm gonna tell you right now, it is vile. It is absolutely vile. It's a herb and, um, me and Shalee was researching it when my dad gave it to us. It's like a vial and it's like a herb that, helps you, uh, it helps ease congestion and stuff like that. It eliminates mucus and stuff like that. It's just that it's really, really gross. So my best advice if you're taking it is like drop it in a two, a little small, like two ounces of juice or whatever and just take it like a shot because it is gross. So. <laughs> over-the-counter things you can take if you're feeling sick and you know just isolate yourself but yeah mm-hmm. i'm with you you know i love to juice so you know I, i've been to boost my immune system mm-hmm. and contact all people you know i i love to juice i've been i get my grapefruit i get my oranges mm-hmm. i've had in there and you know i'm down in that just stay hydrated you know plenty of water that's also important you can mm-hmm. also get with electrolytes in there and, you know, you drink that, and, you know, it's just important. Eat your fruit, eat your vegetables, practice good hygiene, you know, good health yes. hygiene. Um, and just take care of yourself. Yes. Overall, that's the direction. I think we're moving more into that. But just overall, take care of yourself. Visit your local juice bar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure have them. And just 
go in there and get yourself, you know, a nice immune immune um boosting drink. You know, there's definitely things out there. It's better to be, you know, proactive with mm-hmm. something like that. Also, you know, if you read about the coronavirus, for healthier people, the symptoms are pretty mild. Yes. So the reality is, you know, if you've been sick, chances are you may have experienced the coronavirus and you beat it. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. You know, as Christina said, you know, you see the news reports, you see all these numbers, um, but I think that's some of the things that you, that they live, uh, leave out. Mm-hmm. about that at work, we've all been sick. At one point, we all could have had it, and we essentially beat it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we're, you know, we're, in my job, like I said, we're younger, you know, we're a younger group of people, we're, we tend to be on the healthy side, but, I mean, I think this is one of the things that they kind of don't touch too much on, that, you know, people who are on the healthier side, you may experience it, and you just may think you have a cold, mm-hmm. right? Or just a really mild version of the flu. And the minute you, you know, you're taking medicine, you're taking care of yourself, and then you get over it. You know, and again, I'm not trying to say, you know, disclaimers, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm-hmm. But there's chance, because we are finding out about this so late in the game. You know, I think China is saying they may have, uh, it may have gone back to, back in November. Mm-hmm. That's their first. Uh, that they actually think patient they experienced uh, patient zero was maybe back in November of 2019. Mm-hmm. So there's a chance we've experienced it and maybe all very mild forms of it if you're healthy and you got over it. So, you know, it's not cause for concern where I think, every, you know, where we are now with this hysteria. It's definitely serious. But I think we just, you know, you just see people on social media going yeah. It's, I, I almost feel like it's, the, you know, because I've had a, uh, I had a minor debate with somebody about this the past week. And I will say, like, because even when I was talking to my, my cousin and me and my wife was talking about it today, I, I sw- switched my view a little bit. Like, my, you know, because their whole thing was they were, like, blaming the news for all of the hysteria and all the panic. And my thought was it's more people and human nature because i just feel like people are stupid so and it's it's like it's a combination of the news it's a combination of stupid people it's a combination of social media again i think you and i've always talked about this everybody always wants to blame the one thing and sometimes it's not the one thing Mm -hmm. sometimes of different things people are are stupid they're posting things yeah Post stuff without even even knowing where it comes from. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I'm like, this is a fake site. This is a fake site. Yes. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake. And then everybody's like, oh, well, it's funny. I know that you think it's funny, but there's somebody on your on your Facebook friends or your Instagram exactly. that you that's not going to think it's funny. They're going to think it's true. Yes. And then they're going to repost it. Exactly. And then, and then whoever's on their list is going to think it's true, and then they're going to repost it, and that's the problem. Exactly. That's why I try to be very just be in what I actually post. Exactly. Like I just want people to use common sense and be responsible. Like but, but that's the thing. Though. Common sense isn't so common. I think this situation, situations like this, remind us just how much that people in general yeah. can be very very stupid when it comes to 
situations like this. Exactly. And because it, it was something you had mentioned earlier, and I meant to jump in, uh, like when you're talking about the person who shared the post about, oh, you know, just keep gargle with warm salt water and stuff like that. There was a, it was a post that went viral that was going around and it was supposedly from um, the uni- uh, University of Stanford uh, medical team and they were putting out these lists of things that you could do to, to fight the coronavirus and it's like, oh, drink plenty of water because you flush the virus into your stomach and it'll be killed by stomach acid and a, yeah. a simple breathing test if, if you can hold your breath solidly for 10 seconds. So it was like everybody was running with it. No. Yeah, and it was, yeah. Again, I think that's why I wanted to stress, at least with, you know, this cap, exactly how viruses work. Yes, you can can do the smoothies and stuff to help boost your immune system, but when you have a virus like this, like SARS, Mm -hmm. or MERS, or uh, is it MERS or MERS? Or MERS, or this COVID-19, if this has been in your system for several weeks, I don't care how much smoothies you drink. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You need a hospital. Because that's another thing that I'm seeing. Everybody's like, well, I, I eat salads and I eat healthy, so I'm good. That's not, you don't know that. That's not always the case. You could be very healthy and you can still get it. Mm-hmm. Does it absolutely it helps, 100%. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. There's way of situations out there that can determine whether you're going to, you know, make it or not mm-hmm. and it's not just you're eating alone but yeah people posting all these crazy things like it is nuts so, and that's just a crazy post I, let's not even talk about the videos i've seen with people fighting oh my goodness you, when we went to the supermarket i had a contingency plan my hair was up in a bun i <laughs> boots on i had a little hoodie i was ready to fight some <laughs> you go pick up things I wash the car, make sure nobody steals anything from our car. I was like, I'm gonna look around for old keys because if I see someone snatching something out of an old lady's hand, I'm going to jail. See, see. I was ready for a fight when I saw that video. I was that's like, that, oh, that's no. that New York in you. You was ready. Yeah, yes, that that I was ready. I'm not even gonna lie. I was so ready. And I was like, and I, I, every time she walked away and I like would lose her in my line of sight, I was like in panic mode because I was like, yo, I don't know if somebody's gonna try to snatch something. Because she already knows that nobody better snatch anything out of Lynette's hand because I'll be ready to fight you. <laughs> and that's crazy. Just people are going, I mean, people are going absolutely yeah. nuts for no really valid reason. So, I, the unknown, it just makes people I think so that's what it is. It really is just the unknown. But Let me ask Lynette is a grown woman because I know what he's talking about to me. But for your listeners, I want them to understand that I'm not a toddler. I'm definitely an adult. And no shoppers were harmed during the course of house grocery shopping. Um, it was a normal weekend day at your shop, right? And just proud. Yes. Um, Lynette, the adult, was fine. So I just want to put that out there for your listeners. Okay. I was ready. Listen, I thought I, I was telling Lynette that I think we should go to Dick's first 
to get like pepper spray. <laughs> my God! Yeah, I was really ready. See, like, see, you was, you was, see, this is what I'm talking about. You was about to take it from a, you was about to escalate that joke quickly. You, you. See, Lynette, Christina just letting people know, like, yeah, you a girl woman, but she also, like, don't mess with my boo. She Because I know, because Shalay be like, she don't let nobody mess with me either. She be like, I'll, I'll cut somebody if they try to come at my husband. Me and your wife, we, we, cool, we cool as hell because she, she already knows. That's right. I know, my, I know Lynette can defend herself. That's very true. But I can defend her even more. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> the, the, the but, rough Lynette will let all hell break loose. That's, that's right. I don't play. I can't compete with that. I don't play. <laughs> There you go. You have a whole cart there. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, well, like, what if that, that was your mother or that was your father? Someone snatched. Oh, yeah. You ready to fight them? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's the thing is... I can understand it. It's like, I will say, like, when I went out on Friday, I went out on my lunch break, and I went to the grocery store just to get a few things because my job had pretty much mandated that um, we have to work from home until further notice. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to be in the house. So I will say, like, my I had the worst case scenario in my mind as I was going, but I did feel like my faith in humanity was a little bit restored because 
it wasn't insane. Like it was like there yeah. was items in there. There was stuff to buy. It was yeah. like it wasn't too much. Like the toilet paper was going. Which again, I can't comprehend for the life of me. How the heck y'all buy all this freaking toilet paper when you do know they're just gonna replace it? So why y'all going for a year's worth of toilet paper? It don't make no freaking sense. But anyway. <laughs> Let me calm down. The, the toilet paper thing that made me mad. I'm just sorry. That's just stupid. Yeah, no, it's the truth. Everybody buy all the toilet paper, but they're still funny as soap. Exactly. Problem, exactly. Here. Exactly. Like, y'all sit there. To, you know what? It's just, it was somebody that put a meme out or something that made me laugh. And it was talking about, um, it was like emulating Scooby-Doo where they pull off the mask. and be like, who's behind the coronavirus? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, boy, I tell you, the Charmin, uh, Bounty, all the Cottonelle, all these toilet paper people sitting there, like, making it rain in their office right now. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, also, too, like, you know, we have been away for a few days, and then when we were out, we went to Costco, Mm-hmm. Um, so when our phones did come up, it's like, oh, you know, you're getting all these alerts and then I'm on social media and you get, I mean, and there's, there's, not, there's no regular post. Every single mm-hmm. post is on And then I'm seeing fight videos and all of this. So it's like, it, it did add, add up to my anticipation and everybody's like, mm-hmm. there's nothing in the market. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. It's empty. And you know all this stuff, so yeah. I mean, that definitely made me. I was. I mean, it made me hyped. I was like, all right. Yeah. Like I said, on, on the plane ride, I was thinking strategic plan. All right, what we gonna do? What we gonna do? I literally handled it like it was like a military. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just I feel like, and this is the problem I have with people's reaction, and that's why I'm like, there needs to be a balance. Like, be concerned, take it seriously, but don't. Yeah overreact because the reality of it is like i was telling people at my job i was like if you just go to get stuff when you need it it will be there if everybody yeah. but everybody going uh, i gotta go get i gotta go get uh, i gotta go stock this i gotta get that i get, like no like calm you calm down it's gonna be right. there you'll be okay you'll get something and why y'all buying up a year's worth of meat and stuff don't make no sense what you having to cook out if you're having a cookout, okay. But uh, otherwise, yeah, you're not I mean, eating all that. People, like, I just kind of understand like, people who've had, who have kids and their kids are out for the next two weeks. So mm-hmm. They're going to need a lot of food. So I can understand it. But at the same time, I think that the supermarkets all need to be doing the same thing, limiting the, qu- the quantities that you mm-hmm. can buy, two per person. That way everybody has it. That way there is no mass hysteria. And that way you don't have people snatching things out of other people's hands. And that way you don't have people like me ready there to fight. Exactly. I almost put that to me on my face. I was like, let me, let me just. You know what? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Now you do it too much. See, that's that New York. That's that New York. You do it too much. Let me ask you yeah. guys this, because I I'd asked my cousin the same thing, and um, how do you feel about the like 
the public's, um, let me not say the public, but just the various different companies, organizations, like the, the sports, the different sports organizations, all pretty much shutting everything down. Do you feel like it's overreaction, underreaction, or just what is the right thing to do to try to flatten the curve? But um, I think it is, you know, I think it's the right thing to do because, as you saw, you know, a few players tested positive. And the reality to them, you know, the reality to them, you know, maybe they're not even thinking of it. And, you know, them getting sick, they were like, yo, how did I get this? So I think that also added, like, for them to be surprised to have contracted, um, you know, the coronavirus. Um. I think it's kind of one of those things where it's like, wow, you know, it's spreading like wildfire. Um, and you know what? We do need to limit the contact because, you know, it's not, to me, it's just not a matter of, you know, player to player, but now these players are going home to their family, mm-hmm. family but they're interacting with fans. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot at stake. So I think, yeah, you know, it's just best, like you, you said, just to kind of flatten that curve. So, you know, it does suck you know i'm not gonna lie about that i'm turning on sports and him like what's the point there's nothing mm-hmm. on uh, you know yeah i think you know i think it's definitely just good to take precautionary measures because you know you kind of seeing um players a lot of athletes i know there was even um some i think baseball players um i'm not sure if it was somebody from Geely, but there are athletes tested positive mm-hmm. and they're kind of like i think they're and you know this just yeah we do kind of have to flatten the curve mm-hmm. and like i said earlier you're gonna be in the house invest in an air purifier you know what i'm saying just to limit transmit transmission of being in the house i mean for me i have to go to work so that you know i'll definitely be on septa trekking to the hospital every day you mm-hmm. know for as long as need me but yeah you know if you're gonna be home you know i think they did with the sports people is right and with everybody just being home you know just good habits and stuff we are fed. i think i think it has to be done because if you told people stay home they wouldn't stay home yeah even now there's a lot of people that you know are still going out here and there and whatnot um but i think it's there's a drawback to that too as well you know if you're telling everybody to stay home you know you're affecting people who work at restaurants oh yeah you know how are they going to get their salaries? You know what I mean? Yeah, and oh, I, and, yeah. I know a lot of on the other side, you don't want somebody that's sick touching you, you know, preparing your food, yeah, either serving you. So you know, it it, it sucks because yeah, you know, people's livelihood is at stake, you know, monetarily. But um, you know, right now, I guess they're just trying to get a grasp on it because again, there is no vaccine out mm-hmm. yet. It may be. About a year out, a year and a half, you know, 18 months out until, you know, you go through your phases of a clinical trial and it's approved by the FDA. So, yeah, you know, there's, I think, a lot at stake right now, considering that there isn't a vaccine. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's funny because especially being a sports fan, like March Madness is my second favorite sporting event behind behind the Super Bowl. So I was like, when I heard they was like, first when I heard they was doing the tournament and there was just going to be no fans there, I was like, oh, that's going to be weird. I said, there ain't going to be no upsets. I said, them 
good teams just go roll through it. But then I was like, oh, I'm excited. I want to see it. But then it's like, then I heard they canceled. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it's just, I was like. <laughs> Yeah. It's just, but I'm I'm glad they're doing it. I mean, the Rudy Gobert thing was freaking crazy, especially because it was like when you when you hear when you find out like the story behind what happened, where they implemented the new rules for the media, where they was like, hey, keep your, your distance from the players. You can't go in the locker room anymore. And apparently, he had been sick, like he had felt sick, and. Uh-huh. He was being interviewed by the people, and he was just like, oh, I think, you know, some stuff is getting out of blue. And he gets up and goes, he touches all the microphones, all of their stuff. is like, ha-ha, look, look, I touched your stuff. And then this dude. He got it. Yes. Yes. What does this say? Everybody hates Rudy right now? Yes. Yes. He released a statement saying that he's really sorry. Embarrassed, I believe he it's donated, not funny, but it's funny. funny. Yeah, I think yes, funny to the arena and whatnot. And they said, uh, I think it was another another player on the team also touched it. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. And yeah, Donovan and from and from the um, my understanding, Donovan Mitchell is very upset about it because people were saying on the team were saying that he was t- the same thing he did with the reporters. He was doing with the players in the locker room, like ha ha, you know, like. Okay, like, bro. Oh, snap, he was? He, yeah. And so, like, he was taking just this cavalier attitude towards it and, like, ha-ha, and touching stuff and touching people's stuff. Okay, so, you see, this is where my New York uh, attitude would come in hand. Because <laughs> when I was then, what's his name? What's his name? Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. yeah. Donovan. He, would be, he would be catching the hand. <laughs> <laughs> he would be catching the hand. You want to put your hands on microphone? Let me put my hands on you. <laughs> So that's why I'm like, people got to take a balance. Like, don't – because I'll admit, when this first started, my attitude was totally like, what's the big deal? Y'all being stupid. The flu is worse. Da-da-da. Like, you know, and then – Well, it is. The flu is still worse. Uh, And I always use the example. How many people that have flu died AIDS a year? People still having sex with no problem. The flu is still worse. What do we lose? 300 to 500,000 people a year. Those diseases are still far worse than mm-hmm. this one. It's just that because this one is quote unquote new, it's mm-hmm. new strength. And then, so, and then we also have social media because you know, yeah. social media was like this back when the swine flu came out and mm-hmm. the bird flu came out. It wasn't as as bad as it is now. Yeah. I think I think that's what it's this one to like the next level. There but, was a. I mean, if, you look, if you look at the number of cases, I mean, so we're the United States, what? We're not even at 3,000 yet? Yeah. We're at 3, and around the world globally, they're at like 300,000. So yeah. I have a disclaimer to that. That's of people that have been touched. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it, it was, um, the sad thing is, is that the United States is 
on the lowest end of countries that have been testing for it. And you can thank the idiot in chief for that because of his whole attitude towards it and the story that came out last week um, where they had reported, the it was officials that had reported that he really didn't want people to be tested because he didn't want the numbers to go out. I'll, I'll post the link to the article. Um, well, it wasn't even just that. He slashed the CDC budget. Oh, yeah. And then he got rid of, got rid of the team. Yeah. The, yeah, he got rid of the team that handles pandemics. And how to sort it out. He got rid of it. Yep. So, and then wouldn't so take responsibility for it. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to blame Obama. No. Yeah. No, dog. That's you. That's you. It's, that's all you. I'm hoping that maybe this would be enough to, you know, kind of flip some of those. Not I, all, but at least some of those Cheeto voters. Yeah. You, know, you, you would hope, hopefully, maybe. Um, I will say, I will say this too, like there, because that was my mindset too, like, oh, the flu is more deadly. There's actually an article from uh, Bloomberg uh, News that put out that did show where this virus ranks in terms of death toll. It actually is more deadly than the flu, just slightly, because it was like at the top of the list is Ebola, which is like 50%. And then underneath that is like um, SARS and uh, bird flu and like those things. And then um, the flu is actually the lowest. It's like 0.01%, whereas right now COVID-19 is at uh, 3.4. So it's, it's worse, but it's the target like it is like you said um they're not putting out the information where it's like people that have compromised immune systems and uh elderly or people that are at risk so but it you know it is slightly higher than that but i i just feel like it's like people have to look at it and be be balanced and just use common sense when it comes to this whole thing like don't be like don't be like you know like uh rudy gobert where you're like oh, i don't care and don't and don't be what? like don't be like I would say like um the head of I, I I would say like don't be like Dr. Fauci from NIH who's like 150 million people are gonna catch this and four million are gonna die like you don't have to be up there like you can you can be in the middle like be be in the middle and I think you'll be okay so but. Mm-hmm. And the 
to look up this same mask that I got for like maybe 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And go on there. And now on the flip side, they're selling it for $100. See? I'm like, Yo, you got to be kidding me. It drives you nuts. Just people. It, it, yeah. It's crazy. But again, you know, just to touch on, you know, just people know personal space. Cover your mouth when you cough or you yawn. Cover your nose when you sneeze. It's just like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to get sick. Corona or not, I don't want. Exactly. Just keep it to yourself. Exactly. Like, it, it's, you know, at my job, uh, we just had like a big meeting with our CEO. And he was talking about how, um, you know, this is at least opening people's eyes and practicing things that they should. Like, if you have a cold or you're sick and you come into work, stay home. Like, he was like, I've done it. Like, you, you know, you feel sick and you come to work and you don't think about what you're doing and how you're spreading it. And I was like, I, I do hope that keeps people more mindful because when there is flu season, when there is cold season, like, it makes you more mindful. And I hope people are more mindful of like, hey, let me not go into the office and spread this thing. Like my wife was, when she first got sick, I told her to stay home. And she was just like, oh, I got clients. I need to go see. I need to go do this. I need to go that. And I'm like, look, stay home. You don't need to be out there. You need to rest. You need to recuperate and you'll get better. And it's, you know, I ended up calling her boss and saying, Oh yeah, my wife's not coming in because she's sick. Don't let her come in there. She come in there, you better send her back home. So, <laughs> so it's like, but you gotta do stuff because people have to be more mindful now. And I think that, and like I said, if there's one good thing that comes out of this is that people will improve their hygiene and stop being nasty, and they also take up more healthy practices and try to do healthy, live a healthier lifestyle. Also, uh, exactly. But also to add to that too, this now goes to show you that all these jobs that didn't want people to work from home for whatever BS reason, mm-hmm. now, now so there was no reason to, to to allow people not to work from home. You just was being exactly that one too. <laughs> you you don't want people to come in and get sick. Then you need to start giving people valid yes. Six times, yes. five days to use, which is usually about the minimum yep. about the average. I should say five, six days for three uh, for a year that has three hundred and sixty-five days. Exactly, not it's not enough. It's not enough. You need way more sick time than that. Exactly, you know? exactly. So that that goes to show these companies too. That those two, those are a lot. There's a lot of things that this virus has kind of cast a light on but those are the two biggest things is is if people are want to work from home give them that give them that option mm-hmm. there are plenty of times i've been sick but i just work from home mm-hmm. i've been like literally i've, I've had a, a really really bad cold um because i when i get cold I, I usually they're pretty gnarly and i'll just you know i'll work from home and i'll tell them like listen i might sign in later or i might leave later but uh at least i come in and try to do a good chunk of the work so I'm not stranding, I'm not leaving my uh, employer, uh, my colleagues, you know, stranded with all the workload, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But, and again, you know, give some good time off of that. It's just like, I can't tell you some of my other jobs that gave crappy sick days. I think one job only, only gave me three sick days. And I would come in the office sick 
all the time. And they're like, oh, you should just stay home. And I'm like, yeah, but I get I get that cold at least twice a year. And twice a year, um, I'm out for at least three days. So what am I going to do? You know, and then when I'm out three days in a row, then that's considered an occurrence. So I have the time, but then I get dinged for taking the time off. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there are certain jobs that they do that. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not at that job no more, thank God. But, you know, that's just another. There are people that still are on those type of jobs, and they don't want to take the time off because they can't. Either because they don't want to, because they just don't have the option. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. This was an awesome discussion. I know it's not going to be the last time I talk to you. In fact, I'm pretty certain this probably won't be the last time that we even talk about this subject since we all have a lot of uh, time on our hands to to, to be with each other and everything. I will, uh, you know what? Let me ask you this. I will say this because... Um, I was like, I have to work from home. My wife, because of her job, she can't work from home, so she will be going to work. So, but she was saying how um, she's very happy. Like she loves me, but she's happy that she doesn't have to be quarantined with me for like the next couple of weeks because she would. <laughs> she says she would lose it. How would y'all feel, like Lynette? I know you have to go to work, but how do y'all like? How would you feel if y'all? Mm-hmm couldn't go anywhere and y'all had to be quarantined would you make it appreciate it i appreciate you guys coming on and i will talk to you later have a good one big shout out of thanks once again to my guests uh, ebony and christina and lynette that brings us to the end of the zero to 100 podcast thanks for uh coming back and checking us out so in the future i can tell you right now um the only game in town sports wise is NFL free agency. So in the next episode of the zero to 100 podcast, I'm definitely going to be talking some Cowboys because I haven't really been able to uh, jump on here and talk since they hired the new coach, Mike McCarthy, which I am overjoyed with. I'm just happy that Jason Garrett is going. So I'm definitely going to be talking some Cowboys, uh, talking free agency. Dak Prescott did get franchise tag today. So I have a lot to say about that. Um, Hopefully the Cowboys will sign Amari Cooper. I haven't heard anything yet. I'm really kind of nervous about it, to be honest. But it's all good. We'll get into that in the next episode. And again, I also will have the second, um, the remaining uh, conversation I had with my um, cousin Ebony about the pandemic and about uh, the coronavirus. Now, like I said, I had included clips from the movie uh, Outbreak which was uh, starring Dustin Hoffman, uh, Morgan Freeman, um, I want to say Renee Russo, yeah, Renee Russo, Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, so, 
I ended up watching it this weekend because my wife had never seen it. Uh, the movie actually came out in 1995. It was very good. I enjoyed it greatly. I highly recommend you watching it. However, with the information that I know now in terms of the coronavirus, for example, it's going to take at least up to a year before they can get a vaccine for this virus. So when I was watching Outbreak and they're tracking down, um, you know, spoiler alert, but this movie came out in 1995. So, you know, what? I'll let you see it. But the point is, there was elements to it that when you look at it now from a realistic standpoint, you're like, um, yeah, that's not quite realistic. But anyway, it was still a good movie. I still highly enjoyed it and I recommend you see it. But um, another myth to dispel which is hilarious there was a poll that was done when this thing first started to pop up when it first came out uh where there was a number of americans uh it wasn't a large group they actually they only polled like um i believe it was like 700 and something uh beer drinkers in this country and they asked them if they believed that the uh <laughs> coronavirus was tied to the uh, alcohol <laughs> beer corona and so, uh, and it was like 30%, like just over 30% did think that, which is insane to me. But it's, it's funny because I was like, oh, that can't be true. Nobody really thinks that. So my wife was telling me this story and I can't stop laughing. Sorry, I can't stop laughing because whenever I tell it, it just makes me laugh. So she's a, a social worker and she had taken one of her clients to the hospital uh, for a sub appointment or, or something. So she was in the uh, emergency room. She was in the hospital with her client. And there was an older woman that was there and she sparked up a conversation with her. And she started going, oh yeah, this coronavirus, it's just killing people left and right. That's why, <laughs> that's why I threw all the coronas in my refrigerator in the trash. Cause you know it got something to do with the beer. <laughs> Now, mind you, my wife is very kind and she's very nice. Now, me, I would not have been able to hold it together. Like, I can't hold it together right now. I would have been laughing hysterically. But she's just like, oh, oh, no, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know that. I didn't think that's the case. She's like, uh-huh, yeah, I just threw it right in the trash. <laughs> so, no, the coronavirus doesn't have anything to do with the uh, Corona beer. In the meantime, just make sure that you guys stay safe out there. Um, know that this is gonna be rough, it's gonna be tough, but we will get through this together. I am a firm believer that God is in control and I have faith in him. Also, practice good hygiene. That's why I titled the episode, Wash Your Hands, it is the key. Also, be smart about it. It's like I said, like, I have flipped on it like I had really been like oh this is not a big deal and then I'm like oh this is crazy and I think I got it because I just came off of a cold but how do I know it was a cold I think it was corona so like I know it wasn't or at least you know I believe it wasn't but I have been practicing you know good hygiene but I've been practicing good hygiene anyway but it does make you more mindful of things and I think that's the one positive that will come out is it will change how people operate and they will do things the way that they should be doing or that we all should have been doing in the first place um also just make sure if you do have loved ones that have compromised immune systems or um 
older uh, you know people in your life that aren't as healthy or just older in general and you're concerned just be smart about it just give yourself some time or, or stay away um i do believe that this is gonna as the weather warms and as things happen it'll come down if i have any valid information i will make sure i'll be sharing it in the upcoming podcast next episode will definitely be coming out much sooner it won't be like a long break and hiatus if you want to join the conversation make sure you can email the show at zero to 100 pod at gmail.com that's the number zero to the number 100 pod at gmail.com let me know what you think of this episode how are you guys going to be dealing with this uh, somewhat self-quarantine as things are starting to shut down uh, let me know your stories so what your experience have been thus far so we're back it's the zero to 100 podcast this is season two and this was episode 33 we out